Oh man, the prodigal son has returned. I'm sorry for my voice, everyone. L.A. Echo here, trade talk from a hedge fund insider. I'm I'm delayed. I know that, but I needed some time uh, as I caught COVID and have been under the weather for uh, a little over a week now. So bear with me, guys, uh, with this episode. Uh, I've been trying to get this episode out, but you know a few housekeeping things. Um, most recently, see that uh, there's going to be a delisting to the pink sheets for Revlon. Uh, that's the score. If you're short, uh, you'll continue to collect because you'll be able to close out. As I said before, that's a $1 stock. You'll probably, excuse me if I cough a bit here, you'll probably see that $1 come maybe before January, but it's coming. Uh, our sites are set on Carnival Cruises next potentially a bankruptcy protection, though they did raise uh, some debt, about $1.25 billion just recently, but that's what we want. Most times people think like, well, you know, they're still kicking. They're supposed to. They have fiduciary responsibility in the management company, uh, the management um, C-suites to make sure that they give it their very last dying effort. But at the end of the day, most of that money will probably just be paid to executives in compensation while they then seek a bankruptcy protection. Um, so score for us, right? So let's get into T-Mobile. Sorry that I usually don't have that excitement that I always usually have. The inflections in my voice would make this episode weird if I try too many inflections and I'd probably be coughing all over the place. So let's keep it, you know, nice and cool, uh, quiet storm vibe. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's talk about T-Mobile and the thesis on T-Mobile is simply, um, there's been a the most interesting thing that uh, T-Mobile started doing back in 2015, um, which is raising debt by using uh, the installment loans of iPhones and phone equipment. So there's cash flows anytime uh, a a uh, cell phone carrier finance lets a consumer finance their cell phone. And those cash flows are being pledged to pay off debts. And T-Mobile is raising money off of that to be able to refinance some existing debts or overall just pay off um, debts that were outstanding. Uh, For long-term debts, T-Mobile has been very focused on using the the 5G equipment to raise that capital, especially after acquiring um, Sprint a few years back, just right before the pandemic, uh, they took their time to now build out that 5G network as well as Sprint already having infrastructure ready for that 5G network um, and issuing those bonds well into 2039, 2040. And as you'll see, if you pay attention to Trace or if you're, you're very interested in what is going on with those bonds, you will see that those bonds are actually pricing at a premium. That premium, excuse me, that premium is uh, of of major benefit to long-term bondholders. Though the coupons are not super extraordinary, um, I mean, those coupons are pretty much about a a 5%, a little over a 5%. However, uh, for those who are invested into infrastructure and those who care about uh, getting their money off of infrastructure, uh, they know that the money is as good as guaranteed. 
Uh, some of them traded a little under a discount, but T-Mobile as a whole ha- is um, an investment-grade company. And this episode isn't meant to bash T-Mobile, but it is more so to say, ah, caught your hand in the cookie jar. Um, the economy is turning. And as much as people may want a Fed pivot, that pivot is not anywhere in sight, not anywhere coming, as we just had hot inflation come in and an 81 I had a nice estimate um, that I was talking about in my prior episodes where I would say, hey, this is where I think um, inflation was going to come in at. And lo and behold, I was right. So it's not. So one thing I enjoy being is right in this game. That's probably what fuels me the most. But in this particular case of T-Mobile, the thesis is there's likely a 30 percent drop at minimum in its overall share price. Some people would now say, oh, well, we want to do put options or what do you want to, you know, how are you going to trade it? I would prefer to trade this uh, just buying the shares. T-Mobile is coming off of its all-time highs. The market is volatile and uh, consumer discretionary and uh, consumer discretionary spending is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, I think the holiday season will be lackluster, as I've said before, but this year, and I think I need to do a full solid episode to it, uh, which I will do, uh, along with a, f- a Fed pivot episode. But in this year, I think we're going to get hammered even more. Uh, if, if those who have paid attention, as I've talked about food inflation and slaughter prices, we've already started hitting, um, those things have already started hitting into the economy, especially in Europe and other areas. So come on, where are people, people have to pay? their bill, but the dirty secret within the most recent um, filing by uh, T-Mobile is that there are a substantial amount of uncollected uh, bills from customers because T-Mobile's model has been, I'm going to charge you for the phone full price. I'm going to give you a cheap service. Service is always cheap. That's why a lot of people go to T-Mobile. This is why uh, there was brand alignment with the act acquisition with um, Sprint. However, how you make your money back is you do a 24-month plan at the full price of the phone and allow the um, allow the consumer to have to pay for the phones at the full rate and while paying for the phones at the full rate, making sure that they themselves have to maintain um, their credit with T-Mobile and always pay at a net 30. So there's two types of consumers in the T-Mobile model. There's the um, prepaid and what people would say postpay or the net 30 pay people. The net 30 is what you generally want to see as the driving force in your client base. And one thing T-Mobile has been able to do is to gain more clients off of the net 30 pay. Um, one of the major issues, however, is though getting those clients off of the net 30 pay, um, more and more of those people are beginning to default. And I'm sure, as we, as I just referenced, food inflation, um, cost of housing, cost of rents are feeding into that, making it tighter. Also, T-Mobile had an, an unfortunate series of events where uh, you make an acquisition for Sprint in 2019 by 2020 you have a pandemic where the government is giving you issues about raising prices plus in order to do your merger with sprint sorry not even your merger your acquisition of sprint 
You had so many attorney generals suing you uh, to try to stop you from raising prices uh, so as not to price out the, the little guy and, you know, the poor families from affording an affordable cell phone. Because what people don't understand is that Cricket Mobile, Boost Mobile, Metro PCS are all running, we're all running on either Sprint or T-Mobile um, infrastructure in their lines. They're pretty much borrowing them and buying them. So consolidating all of those kind of brands together would make it, well, it was to the um, attorney general's opinion in most states that it would make it expensive or very difficult for uh, people with less means to continue to afford their service plan because how else was T-Mobile going to pay for it? So obviously the bright idea has been finance the, um, the phones, especially those phones like iPhones, which are extremely popular, iPads, which are extremely popular, finance them all. You don't have to lock people into two-year contracts, but you are locking them into two-year financing. Those financings have costs attached to them, whether a person understands it or not. Uh, within T-Mobile's most recent earnings report, they've spoken about increasing late fees, increasing courtesy fees, increasing line fees, um, just to name a few. But as you're overall, when you're financing the, your phone, you're probably coming in at somewhere between six to nine percent, depending on your credit. And you could potentially pay a little more if your credit is not good when financing those phones. Your, your ability to finance is based off of your credit. Before, back in the day, I remember it was if your credit was no good, you couldn't get the cell phone. Nowadays, your credit can be bad. You get the cell phone, you pay more for the financing. They're not turning away any customers, but they're not in a position of where they necessarily can. Jeffries has pretty much said equipment loans are kind of the the look and the way of the future for the um, for the mobile phone uh, industry. It makes some sense to me. I don't see why that wouldn't be you know what things are going what what what's going to happen. It seems like investors are willing to take that collateral and those cash flows in exchange for their money and raising debt. T-Mobile hasn't necessarily had any issue raising debt, but again, I'm saying that overall prevailing market conditions are going to put a lot of pressure on T-Mobile's ability to continue to to perform. Um, Ability to collect debts is, is going to be a very, very hard issue in months to come. I think that you probably will even see T-Mobile have a well-performing Christmas season. I don't, I don't doubt that they will. I think they'll have that well-performing Christmas season because of BOGO events, buy one, get one free, or some sort of event and plans to get people to buy um, cell phone products and, and equipment. However, as to my opinion, as we continue to raise rates, rents continue to stay high, I don't think rents are falling off the cliff anytime within the end of this year. Um, You're going to see consumers have to buckle and they are either going, they're going to buckle with things like their cell phone. You know, Um, that's just a real thing. Even when people say, oh, you know, you can't, you can't be in a position where you don't have a phone. Yeah, that's true. You can't be in that position, but you can also be in a position where you buy a prepaid. You can also be in a position where you don't upgrade into a new 24 um, payment installment plan with the new iPhone. 
And that's a realistic thing. You keep your phone. That that's that's just real. That's going to happen um, because the the tighter it gets to pay your bills with your debit card or your cash, you're going to move to your credit. And we all know where the direction where the credit card companies, the banks are going. They're starting to tighten. They haven't tightened yet, but that is the overall goal. That's where they're going to end up because they do not want this exposure. And when your earnings reports are telling you that you have a large amount of uncollected bills coming right from your executive management team that is admitting that, you know, there will be a reflex. There'll be a reflexive action to that. Excuse me. I was about to say some reflexology. We're not talking about the study (laughs) reflexes here. So, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I see it clearly. I think you just short, you just short the shares. The, the shares are very overpriced. Get 30% out of them. If you use margin, you can make even more than 30% out of them. But you should be also be mentioned that don't think T-Mobile is not equipped. You know, we're not, they're not in a situation of any immediate financial harm. And if they are, obviously I can't see it. And, um, you know, shame on me. But uh, they do keep a capital reserve, uh, most recently about $106 million, uh, in credit loss money that's set aside just to be able to offset people's inability to pay or their, in, or their default on um, equipment loans. So, you know, they are thinking ahead. They'll continue to stack up that money. That's why I can't sit here and say that it's a dire situation for T-Mobile, excuse me. But it should be uh, it, it should be well thought of that there will likely be some sort of issue to come ahead in the stock's price as a whole. And as you hear more and more people, <coughs> excuse me, speak of recession from Jeff Bezos to Elon Musk, which to me I find again laughable. I've been saying this for over a year, and it's not because I'm running Chicken Little saying the sky's falling. Of course, you know, sun shines on a dog's ass at least twice a day, right? It's it it. It's being able to pay attention to how it's going to happen. And one of the things I was able to understand is how it was going to happen. And that's really where I hang my hat. Um, my timing might have been a little off because there was obviously government stimulus. But nonetheless, it's coming right around the mountain as we get into an election time, especially as it's harder to juggle all of this nonsense. Um, you know, they have cut back on the spending, but what have you seen by consumers and people alike, especially people in business, turn back on uh, the money machine because it makes my assets worth more. And that is where we are. Um, I don't think Jerome Powell is going to do any of that. I don't want to get into a whole nother conversation. I'll blame, I'll save that for my Fed pivot episode. But here we are, T-Mobile, short, uh, 30% adjustment on its uh, current price. It's a nice situation for anyone who's short and can just buy the shares. Uh, I don't have an options action. Uh, I've had some conversations as some people thought it were looking at June. I mean, really, you'd be looking at where you would get more aggressive rate hikes. Um, I would say summer is, is a nice area to look at. Um, but I will just stay short the shares. Thank you guys for tuning in for Trade Talk. I'm sorry that I'm sick. I'm sorry for the delay, but uh, we have been winning, and I am happy to uh, just put another episode in the can. We don't have many more left as I look to, at the end of the year, probably close out Trade Talk. But um, thank you for tuning in. L.A. Aco, Trade Talk Hedge Fund Insider. Take care.